Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for being here. You know, I feel like it's been a while since I said this, so I'm just going to say it now. If you are loving what you're hearing here, if you are taking something away from it, if it's benefiting your life in any way, please feel free to like share, subscribe, let other women know what we're doing right here because what I, you know, I've been saying this and I've been just learning it over and over is when we come together and we are able to put a whole bunch of women into one place and we can really thrive together, learn from each other, really level up in a safe, amazing community, amazing things happen. And that's exactly why I created the Facebook group. So if you want to get in there, if you're not already, head over to www.consistencyqueens.com or you could just go onto Facebook. And if you go into the search bar on Facebook and type in Consistency Queens Leveling Up, you're going to find our group. Get yourself in there. I hope you are having a great morning. Thank you for being here. And I have a feeling that today is going to be a little bit of a a tough love type episode, which maybe they're all tough love now that I think about it. But I sent out an email yesterday to my email list and I was talking about fear and where fear comes from and what it was good for and how it's used now. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I wanted to bring it to today's show. And we have talked about some of this before on this podcast. So you may have heard some of this already. Maybe it's all brand new, but when you put it all together and you really look at why as humans, why we do the things that we do and why emotions act the way that they do and play out in our lives, I think it's fascinating. And when you can understand these things and you can start to really acknowledge where certain emotions are coming from, what they used to be good for versus what they're good for now, this is how we make change. Because nothing is going to change in our lives if we don't fight back against what we're currently doing. So when I'm on a call with a woman who is maybe thinking about joining our program or working with me in some capacity, she can tell me exactly what the quote unquote problems are. She knows what's going on. She's inconsistent. She's got this excess weight that she's holding on to. She doesn't love who she sees in the mirror. She has no self-confidence. She feels like garbage. Her relationship with her partner, spouse, whoever is strained. She could tell me all of these things. And then one of my biggest questions back is, what's stopping you from making the changes that you know you need to make? And usually when we get to that point, It comes up with, I'm not sure. I don't know what to do. I feel like I've tried everything. There's a reason that you feel that way. If you feel like you've tried everything, but your wheels are just spinning, you're not alone. That just means that your brain is very set in certain patterns. And these patterns, these circuitry patterns are not serving you. And it used to be that, you know, it was believed that by the time we got to a certain age in childhood, we were set. Our brains were set. Our personality was set. You couldn't really change these circuitry patterns. And what people have found is that's just not true. That is being debunked more and more every day, which is super exciting because that means 
even as an adult, if you've got these things that you aren't happy with, or you want to feel a certain way, you want to think a certain way, you want to change your life, you can do it. But here's the hard part. This is where I, this is why most people don't change their lives because it takes effort and it takes awareness and it takes being willing to step outside of your comfort zone, which you might say, I don't have a comfort zone. I'm super uncomfortable right now. I hate where I am right now. Even if it's uncomfortable, that's what you know. So it is your comfort zone because that's where you've been for months or years. So I know it's uncomfortable. I've been there. I lived in that space for years. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but I'm still going to call it your comfort zone because that's where you're living. You're not stepping outside of it. You're not doing the things that you need to do to make those positive changes to change your life. So, okay, let's talk about fear because I hear this every day. We talk about fear of failure, a fear of disappointment, a fear of starting something new and then quitting on ourselves, a fear of getting a bad review at work. What do all of these things have in common? Everything that I just said, what do they have in common? Any guesses? If you said that all of these things are occurring inside of our head, you're right. That's the answer. These things, these fears that we have, and, you know, fear of public speaking, a fear of the supernatural, all of these things are happening inside of our head. They are not real, tangible threats. So this is what we're going to talk about today. It's all about fear. And even more importantly than that, it's about learning about fear so that you can change your life. Are you ready to change your life? I know you are. That's why you're here. So let's talk about it. As I, as I talked about in my email yesterday, fear is a safety mechanism. It was created in our brains back when we were primitive creatures. Think cavemen walking around with clubs, saber-toothed tigers, you know, that kind of stuff. So fear back in the day was a safety mechanism. It was meant to keep us safe so that we could survive and continue to reproduce and expand our species. So we needed fear. It needed to be there because if we didn't have fear, we would have been wiped out. We would have been attacked by neighboring tribes that were trying to steal our land. We would have been wiped out by extreme weather conditions. We would have been destroyed by those saber-toothed tigers. All of these things would have happened, but fear allowed those primitive people to basically stay on their toes and be alert so that they could respond to whatever the immediate physical threat was in their environment. So it served a very real purpose. And I'm glad that it existed because it got us to where we are today. But here's what happened. Over time, as we got safer and we evolved and we became less primitive and more civilized, we eliminated a lot of those threats. So think about your life today. If you get hot, you can turn on the air conditioning. And likewise, if you get cold, you can turn on your heat. If you're hungry, you open the refrigerator and you get a snack. And I'm not sure if there's anybody listening to this that can honestly tell me that they recently were afraid of getting attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. So we've eliminated a lot of these physical threats, but our brains, even though they have evolved, especially when it comes to the frontal lobe, the prefrontal cortex, yes, it has evolved, but overall, it's still a very primitive 
three pound organ. So we have changed, our environment has changed, we've come a long way, and yet we still have these primitive notions that play out. And when it comes to fear, it still exists. And in a lot of cases, it controls our lives, but we don't actually have those real physical immediate threats. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes there are, you know, if there's a very bad storm coming and you're out hiking and you need to get to shelter immediately, there are immediate physical threats. I'm not saying that we've eliminated them completely, but in our day-to-day life, we live pretty comfy, cozy lives. And now fear exists in a very different way. So instead of being afraid or fearful of those immediate outside threats, now most of our fear is being conjured up inside of our heads. That fear of failure, the fear of disappointment, the fear of quitting on ourselves or not being perfect, those are all very internal things. And even though they're internal, they still hold us back from doing things just as if they were tangible, physical threats. And yet, when it comes down to it, we still allow fear to control our lives. And I'm going to give you some really real examples here from my own life because I needed to learn this for myself and then I did the research, then I built the business to help other women do the same thing. But the only way, the only reason that I got to where I am today is because I lived it. I went through it. And for most of my life, fear held me back. So if you've been here for a while, you probably relate, you know that I was a perfectionist. And because I was a perfectionist, I was so terrified of letting other people down or doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing. It was to a point where if somebody, like when I was a kid, if if my parents or if somebody would ask me, what do you want for dinner? I would be afraid to give them an answer because I would think that it wasn't what they wanted. I was terrified of letting people down and I had this perfectionist attitude where because I needed everything to be perfect, a lot of times I wouldn't even take the steps to do the thing because I was afraid it wouldn't turn out exactly how I needed it to be. So perfectionism held me back for many years, but perfectionism is tied to fear. The fear of failure, the fear of disappointment, of letting other people down. And because I was so afraid of all of these things, I missed so many opportunities. I was afraid to try and excel at sports. I was very much into the performing arts and the drama stuff when I was younger, uh, but I shied away from that at a certain point too because I was so afraid that I was gonna get a negative response or it wasn't going to be the performance that people wanted. And the more that I kept basically reverting into myself, kinda like a turtle going back into its shell, the more that I would do that, the more that the fear would continue to take over and it would get stronger and it would get bigger until eventually I felt like I couldn't do anything. You know, I was always pretty successful in academics because that was my area where I was like, okay, I could show my teachers that I'm so smart and I can show my parents that I'm so smart and this is so great, this is my thing. But even then, when it came to academics, Eventually, by the time I got to college, I was still doing well in school, but I always had such anxiety because I was afraid that it wasn't going to be enough. So this stuff builds over time. It gets stronger. It pushes us 
deeper and deeper into our shell. And if we don't take control of this situation, if we don't take control of the fear that we have, it's going to hold us back for our entire lives. You may already know this feeling. You might be in this spot right now where you're like, oh my gosh, I just can't seem to do what I want to do or get to the next level physically or mentally or in my job or whatever it might be. Is it because the fear is holding you back? And then if you can acknowledge that it's fear, fear of failure, fear of disappointment, fear of not being good enough, if you can acknowledge that it's the fear holding you back, what are you going to do about it? So here's where the tough love comes in. What are you going to do about it? This podcast does not just exist so that you can have something nice and light to listen to as you're going on your walk. Yes, that's a nice benefit and I'm glad that you get that. But if you're not here to change and if you're not able to implement the stuff that we talk about here, I'm not doing my job. If you're just looking for something to passively listen to, go find a different podcast because this is not it. But I know that you are here because you want to learn and you want to grow and you want to change. And you know what? Most of the calls that I get uh, for women that are inquiring about working with me, most of them say it started because I was listening to your podcast and it all made so much sense. And I want to see what happens when I can dive even deeper. So I know you're here because you want to make a change. And I've even had people tell me that they take notes when they listen. And I am so beyond flattered. And I'm so proud of you. I don't know if anybody's told you that today, but I am so proud of you for doing the work that most people will never even consider doing because even though they feel uncomfortable and they hate their current situation, they're still going to stay. They're going to choose to stay in their uncomfortable comfort zone, but not you. So you can now, because we're talking about it, you know that fear no longer serves the purpose that it used to serve when we needed it as primitive creatures. Now you know that. So what are you going to do about it? Because fear is a paralyzing emotion. It holds us back. It stops us from reaching our goals. And just think about it like this. In those primitive times, we needed to survive. Now we have most of the tools that we need to survive. It's not about survival anymore. It's about thriving. We are privileged enough to live in a time where we have all of these things at our disposal and we have the ability to become the happiest, healthiest versions of our life. And yet, most people won't do it because they allow that fear and other paralyzing emotions like it to hold them back. So now that you know, what are you going to do about it? And you might be saying, Maggie, I don't know what to do. I can acknowledge it. I know it's there, but I have no idea where to go from here. Perfect. That's what we're going to talk about right now. Because again, if you're not here to change your life, you're in the wrong spot. The first step that comes along with changing the way that fear controls us, because think about, I mean, just think about your emotions. It should be that we control our emotions. We control our thoughts. But oftentimes what happens is we feel like our emotions control us. And that's backwards. That's not the way that it should be. If you feel like you are completely controlled by your emotions, there's nothing wrong with that. But now that you know, you understand that you're the only one who could make the change so that you take control. 
So one of the first things that needs to happen, especially when it comes to fear-based thinking, is you need to be able to acknowledge it and recognize it and call it out for what it is. So if you've always felt like a perfectionist, you've always felt like you've had this fear of failure or disappointing yourself or others, you need to get really real about what that means. Why is that happening? Why do you feel that way? When did you first start feeling that way? This could be a really good journaling exercise if you really want to take the time to work through this stuff. I highly encourage it. Sit down and write out what's going on and where this is coming from because I bet the more you think about it, and this is something I do with clients all the time, the more you think about it, the more you will get back to the root. Where did this start? What was the trigger that allowed this to get stronger and stronger until you got to where you were today? So once you take some time to do that, then I want you to be able to go to the next step, which is, okay, so first we had acknowledging it, analyzing it, where did it come from? How does it show up in our life? Where does it tend to show up the most? What are the triggers that force it to show up? And then the next step is, what does the ideal version of you look like? If you took the fear of failure, the fear of disappointment, the fear, whatever it is, if you took that out of the picture and you were able to focus on what would it look like if you were truly thriving and you were not held back by this fear, what would that look like? Again, I want you to write this stuff down, not only because it forces you to really think about it, but as we write this stuff down and then we read it back to ourselves, that's forcing our brain to change because it's taking in everything that you're thinking and then it's almost as if it's learning. It is learning. So write it down and get crystal clear on this. So these two parts right here, you need to be crystal clear. The more clarity that you have, the better this exercise is going to work for you. So it needs to feel painful when you're talking about the triggers and why it's happening and how it shows up in your life, that should feel painful. It should feel cringy because you're like, oh, I just don't want to feel it anymore. Great, write it down. Get uncomfortable writing it down. And then on the flip side, when you're writing what it would look like if the fear disappeared, I want you to get excited about that. I want you to be like, oh, I can see this person. I know that this is exactly how I want to feel and this is how I want to look and this is how I want to show up in my life. Get pumped about that. So there should be very strong emotions in both of these exercises. And then finally, and this is arguably, I think, the hardest part, we need to figure out the steps that we can take to push through the fear. Because you have an ideal version of yourself. We talk about her all the time. Physically, mentally, financially, spiritually, you have an ideal version of yourself. So now... And again, this is what I work on with my clients and then we implement it every day. What steps can you take? Small, baddie steps. What can you do right now to start to push through that fear and start to change that cycle? Because right now, that fear cycle is deeply ingrained in your mind. You need to fight back against it. The best way to do that is to take action in the opposite direction. It is not going to be easy at first, but nobody told you it was going to be easy. But I am telling you it's going to have a giant payoff once you get uncomfortable and you start to go through this and you start to make those changes. So if it comes to your physical health and you want to be healthier, you want to lose the weight, start by adding a 20-minute walk in five days a week. 
If you want to focus more on your mindset and you want to start to heal your trauma, start journaling, start writing this stuff down, start being able to sit with it so that you can start to work through it. No matter what it is, take small steps. You don't need to do this all or nothing thing. We know that that's garbage. I'm not here for that. You shouldn't be here for it either. But you're here to change your life. So start to implement this and watch how life changes. And if you have any questions, reach out. Hey Maggie at weprevail.biz. If you want to get on the email list, shoot me an email over there. Go through this exercise. Take time to really sit with your thoughts and sit with your emotions and then get excited about where you're going from here and then start mapping out the steps to get there. Very small, consistent steps. You got this. Now you have the information. Now you have the history of how we got to where we are today. Now go make the changes so that you can absolutely thrive and love the life that you're living. And if you have questions, reach out. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go get them. And let's continue working on leveling up. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will catch you on the flip side.